0: word, like the good old days, that we so long for, uh, Acts 3, we'll read Acts 3, 1 to 7, and uh, be there for the most, for the rest of the night, maybe jump down a little bit further after that, but uh, it's a popular story, most of us have heard it before, uh, but if you haven't, Hear it tonight. If you've never heard it before. You'll hear it again. Acts chapter 3, 1 to 7 says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked, and, alms. and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received just gonna preach a little bit tonight. The title is That's Not What I Asked For. Let's pray again together. Jesus, we thank you for your spirit and your presence, your anointing, your word. God, I pray that you would continue to minister uh, tonight. Jesus, I pray that you would speak to us through your word, let everything go forth clear. Uh, in Jesus' name, God help us to receive it. I pray. That your will be done in the rest of the service. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated if you want. You can stand with me if you want. Uh, We're going to go through the story that most of us have heard. It's one of those, makes it into the Sunday school stories. I like to make fun of Sunday school. but There's some stories that they they skip because, well, there's reasons. This is not one of those. (laughs) Uh, We're just going to go through this. So verse 1 says, Now Peter and John went up together. Into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. So, this story, uh, if you're familiar with the book of Acts, which I hope you are, this story takes place right after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2. The church is growing. Uh, The Bible says at the end of chapter 2 that they are continuing in the apostles' doctrine or the apostles' teaching, and people are gathering daily. Uh, They're going house to house. Miracles, signs, and wonders are following them, like Jesus said they would and so the early church just started and they believed together they prayed together they ate together they pooled all the resources together and the bible says that there was a peace and there was a gladness that was on them and they were they were unified and everything was great everything was going well and there was no persecution yet they praised god they had favor with the people and the church was growing, the Bible says, um, adding daily such as should be saved. And so at this point in history, the, the church is still very much a Jewish movement. Everyone in it so far is Jewish. And so they don't really have a church building of their own. Uh, they just kind of met together in houses and things like that. And they would also go to the synagogue and the temple because they were still Jewish. And they hadn't been kicked out or ostracized. Uh, persecuted or anything like that yet and so they would go there and they would pray and they would um, teach and, and do other things there until um, they were forced to go elsewhere and so um, being Jewish they would often go to the temple like Jesus would and they teach and share the gospel and then they go and pray uh, and all that and so and during this time devout Jews would pray three times a day you think about the story of Daniel uh, that's what he did they would pray in the morning the afternoon and evening And uh, their clock was divided a little differently than ours. They had hours and watches, as they were called. And so the times of prayer were the third hour, the ninth hour, and sunset, whenever that was at the time of year. So this story takes place with Peter and John, and they're going to the temple during the ninth hour, which is around 3 p.m. And so this story starts with a couple of guys, faithful men, going on their way to a prayer meeting. They're not coming from a prayer meeting. They're going to a prayer meeting. And you know, sometimes we come out of church, um, come out of prayer, come out of a time together, and our faith is high. Um, Or we come expecting, (laughs) the opposite is, we come expecting the church uh, or preacher or someone there to, to lift our faith so that we can do something for God. That's why a lot of people come to church. Um, but if you read this story, this is not the case in Peter and John's life. They were on their way to prayer. They weren't coming from prayer. They didn't have this mighty prayer meeting. And they're all hyped up and, yeah, let's go heal some people. They're on their way to, to prayer. And their faith is already pretty high from the story that we've read and um, they're not going to prayer dejected and and miserable and hoping when they get there someone else will give them a boost so that they can continue to live for God until the next prayer meeting that's not what they're doing here that doesn't seem to be the way that the early church worked at all I don't know why anyways (laughs) because if that was the case this story may not have happened (laughs) How many times do we come to church? Like that. Not really expecting anything to happen. Just kind of dragging our sorry old carcasses here because that's what we're supposed to do. It's a Sunday night or a Sunday morning or a Wednesday and that's where I'm supposed to be. And if something happens, neat. If it doesn't, oh well we'll get it again. We'll try again next time. Or we expect the song leader or the preacher to get us all fired up, and if that's the case I'm sorry to let you down. I'm not good at firing people up. Fire yourself up. <laughs> well, we can see from this story, Peter and John, they come to the temple expecting. There, there's, no, there's no, they don't, oh, hopefully Andrew will give us a word so that we can go and you know, encourage someone, we can go and pray for someone. They don't do that. They come. Um, expecting God to just work wherever they are, and then they come ready to be used of God before they even get to the temple. It says when they get there, outside the temple, they haven't gone into the temple yet, there's a guy just outside the temple, they find a man, verse 2, a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. So if you you know the story of Luke, If you know about Luke, Luke's the one who wrote the Gospel of Luke, the Book of Acts, which is Luke Part 2. And if you read through Acts, you'll find about halfway through the narrative changes from them and they and these people to to we. Uh, That's where Luke joins up with the story. And um, so the Gospel of Luke, in the first part of the Book of Acts, Luke has gathered these stories from other people, uh, different accounts from different people, as well as being moved on by the Holy Ghost. Um, to write them down and so uh, the detail in this particular story leads some scholars to believe that Luke has heard this account firsthand from from this man there's a lot of detail given about this man and how long he's been lame and his family and things like that when generally people just got healed and you never hear from them again um, so there's a lot of detail, it's got a couple of chapters worth uh, in here and so people believe that um, it's probably got the story from him whether he did or not I don't know but it's kind of a neat thing um, to think about. It. But in chapter 4 it lets us know that this man was over 40 years old. So he's been lame, unable to walk for over 40 years. He was born this way and there was absolutely nothing he could do about it. And when you were unable to walk in those days, you were pretty much unable to work. They didn't have a lot of computer jobs. didn't have a lot of jobs that so you sat down and just had a desk. Um... I mean, he could have tried, I don't know, count. he could have been an accountant maybe and collected taxes, but then he would have had to hope that everyone came to him, and if they didn't, I don't know. Um, so jobs were not, there wasn't a lot of jobs for people that weren't able to, to walk or uh, anything like that, so uh, because of the law, he wasn't even allowed into the temple, he wasn't able to work, and there, there was no disability pension in those days, and he had to be carried there every day. There were no wheelchairs or anything like that. So uh, I've been to uh, some other countries where it's not as accessible, um, friendly, wheelchair friendly um, as here. I know we still have a ways to go, but um, there's other places that's not as as well um, accessible. And and I've seen people with with twisted legs unable to walk just begging like this guy just pushing themselves along on a skateboard with flip flops on their hands so they don't wear their hand down And I've seen this sort of thing but this guy wouldn't even have had that he didn't even have that option someone had to carry him to the temple every day and they had to carry him home every night and if they didn't show up then I guess he's sleeping at the temple and so this he depended on others to do Um, This every day, and this went on for years. He was over 40 years old, and the Bible says that he was there daily. So anyone who's gone into the temple, anyone who's gone through the gate that he hung out at, they would know him, and they would recognize him. And Peter and John most likely had walked by him before, and Jesus may even have walked by him before. He's been here a while. Verse 3 says, "Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked in alms? And he sees Peter. So he sees Peter and John. And he says to them. You know they're just another couple of guys coming to pray. Time to get some money y'all. So he makes a request of them. He asks them for alms. He asks them for money. A little bit of charity. Give me something physical. Give me. Put something in my hand. Just give me something that I can take. And I can buy bread. I can. Buy some fish or whatever. Put something in my hand so I can get food, so I can pay the rent, so I can do what I need to do in order to survive. And so he makes a request for a, a thing that, as far as he knows, is something that he needs. He needs money we, to live. You know what it's like. <laughs> we need money to, to pay for things. And, and so he made, this is what, as far as he knows, this is what he needs. So he asks for what he And if you ask this man what he needed, no doubt he would say money. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's asking everyone that goes through that gate for. That's what he wants from them. And as far as he can tell, that's all they can do for him. Maybe they'd seen him before. Maybe Peter and John had seen him before. Maybe they gave him money before. Maybe today they actually just didn't have any money. Um, You know, sometimes we say that, no, I don't got anything Maybe today they actually, maybe they give him money every other day, and today they didn't have any money. I don't know. He says they didn't, so we'll have to believe him. Maybe before they had, and maybe he recognized, I don't really know, but this lame man, he makes a request, and he asks for something, something that he is convinced that he needs. And I know that he's not praying here, but there are times when we will ask for something in prayer that we are convinced that we need in order to survive. If we don't get this thing, I'm not going to I'm not gonna make it. If this prayer was just answered the way that I want it to be answered, then everything else would fall into place as, so oh, I really need this one thing to happen the way that I think. If God would just give me that one thing that I want, then I could carry on. If God would just answer this prayer the way that I want, then I'd be able to do the thing that I think I'm supposed to do or... Right, I don't know how many times when I was working at McDonald's, uh, it's a glamorous job, I know, high-paying, glamorous career. For some reason, I wanted another job. I know you're having a hard time believing me. But there were times working there, almost daily, that I would pray for a better job. Because that, in my mind, would solve all my problems. I wouldn't be so frustrated. I would have a better schedule. Uh, I wouldn't have to have people yelling at me all day about ridiculous things like pickles. <laughs> I wouldn't have to put up with all that. I wouldn't come home smelling like grease. I wouldn't have to work overnight here and there. I wouldn't have, you know, I'd hopefully it make a little more money. We'd be able to get a better place to live and, you know, This would just solve all my problems, and I prayed it over and over and over, but it never happened. And instead, well, until I came here, but instead, I got stuck there, and while I was there, I was able to teach a Bible study to a guy from work. I was able to help a lady who was going through some marital issues. I was able to help uh, guide and lead countless uh, crazy teenagers just by being there, and I still... Almost five five years later, have some of them check in on me to let me know how their life is going. And I was able to be a, a positive influence and role model for some kids that came from some pretty rough homes and backgrounds, and all I wanted was to get out of there. Or I'd pray for... You know, a better job sometimes because I wanted more money so that we could go on some missions trips because that's what we wanted to do. And, and then whenever we tried to save money for a trip, it would never work out and something would come up and then we'd have to use that for that. And, but then God would provide anyway. It's amazing. And so we will ask God for things specifically sometimes. God, I need you to do this thing. I need you to give me this. I need you to provide this thinking that that's going to solve all of the problems, that's going to fix everything. And so like this lame man said to Peter and John, I alms, I need some alms, I need some, some money. That's really what I need you to give me. And if you just give me that, then I can get through today. I can come back here tomorrow and I can do this again. That's what he thought that he needed. Verse 4 to 5 says in... Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. So Peter and John look at the guy. And Peter, he's the, often the one that would take charge and do the talking. Uh, he says to them, he says to the man, he says, look at us. And so the lame guy looks at them, expecting to receive something from them, the Bible says. And he's expecting them to give him some money, some alms. That's what he's asked, right? We go back to the prayer thing. We'll ask God for something, and we'll look to him expecting him to do it. We have prayer already today, and we pray for a thing. We expect that thing to happen. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, that's what the preachers tell us to do, and if we're gonna, that's what the Bible tells us to do. Um, so that's what we do. And So Peter, Peter says, look at us, and the man obeys, and Nothing wrong with obeying. Probably should do it. Um, and when we were praying, God tells us to do something, we should probably do it. And so verse 6 to 7 says, Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he said silver and gold, the thing that you're asking for, the thing that you're looking for, the thing you put your hope in, the thing that you think that you need in order to survive, I don't have that thing today. You're not getting that thing today. I know you're expecting it, and that's what you asked me, and that's what you're looking for, but I've got something better. In the name of Jesus, that name above every other name, rise up and walk. And the man with his hand out looking for alms has to, Peter, take his hand and lift him up and immediately the Bible says his feet and ankle bones receive strength but this is not what he asked for this is not what I asked for and herein is my point we will pray for things and we will ask for things from God and we expect these things that we pray for and ask for and that's good and that's biblical and that's fine and dandy but sometimes God does not provide us those things instead Sometimes God will give us something better. Sometimes he'll say no, but sometimes he will give us something better. The thing we are convinced uh, we need to to happen in order to survive, sometimes he'll say no to that. Sometimes he'll say no to the request we made and um, what we think he has to answer or we won't won't make it like me and McDonald's. (coughs) And it's not, Because our request was bad. It's not because he doesn't like us. It's not because he doesn't want to give us good things. The Bible says he does. It's not for any of those reasons. It's because he has something greater for us. He has something better for us. And he has something that we didn't even think would be possible. The man did not go to the temple that day thinking, I'm going to walk. Today's the day. It's been 43 years, but today I'm going to walk at this. Someone's gonna come and they're gonna they're gonna heal me and I'm gonna walk and it's gonna be great. There's no way that that's what he thought that morning when he said, "Hey, buddy, can you bring me to the temple today? We're not gonna have to carry me home because I'm gonna walk home today." I doubt that's what happened. And the problem sometimes with their prayers is that we tend to pray too small. I didn't need a better job to go on a mission trip. I didn't need a better job to go uh, on AIM to Benin or to go preach in in France. I I thought I needed it. I needed to trust that God would provide for those things. Another job wouldn't have given me the time off. No other job was going to give me the whole summer off so I could go preach somewhere, unless it was a teacher maybe. (laughs) One of those. But none of the jobs I was applying for was going to do that uh, for me. We can get stuck in these Little prayers and we try to figure it all out. We try to plan it all out. And okay, God, if you just do this one little thing. We got it all lined up, and if God just makes this one thing happen, then, then the rest of my plan will fall into place and it'll just be great. And that's that's all I really need you to do. I got everything lined up, God. All you need to do is get me this interview. All you need to do is get this one little thing, all you need to do is that one person to say this one thing, or this just give me a $500, I don't know what it is. Just this one little thing and I can, I can take care of it and everything else will fall in place. Just give me some alms and I'll get through it and we'll, we'll be fine. And if you just give me a little bit of money today, I'll be able to buy food on the way home when my, my friend's caring. But all the while, God's plan is to heal you so you don't have to beg anymore. Right? He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think. So instead of trying to pray and convince him to go along with our plans, we need to start praying and letting him have his way. And that's not what I asked for, no, but this is better. Maybe we've been praying and trying to, to kind of just shoehorn God into doing what we want him to do instead of letting him have his way. Maybe we need to take a step back and say, God, okay, you have your way. Maybe we need to stop trying to convince him to go along with our plans and start letting him have his way and go along with his Plans. Our prayers are in the right place. We want to see him work. We want to see him move. But we're just slightly off. Verse 8 says, And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with him into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And what's remarkable to me about healings like this is this, this guy had never walked before. For 40 plus years, he had no idea... How to walk I know we know how to walk we just we just do it but this guy had no idea how to balance how to walk how to do any of these things there's people who know how to walk and even though they know how maybe after an accident or something they have to rehab and they have to relearn it and reteach their muscles how to do it and strengthen them uh, and work those muscles and uh, you saw earlier Felix has started walking around holding on to stuff he's a little wobbly he doesn't know how to balance yet, right? But when God touched this man, not only did he give him strength in his feet and ankles, he touched the whole man. He can walk. He knows how to walk now. He's never done it before. He knows how to balance. He's not wobbly. He's able to weep, or weak, able to walk and to, to leap. That's weak as um, walking and leaping together. Better than weeping. He's able to walk. He's able to leap. There's no months spent in rehab and trying to you know work those muscles and build that up. It's an instantaneous thing. His legs are are better. He knows how to do it. He's not someone who knew how to walk and he had an accident and now he now he can't. He's never done this before. He's never walked. He's never leapt before. And instead of alms, God gave him a miracle. Instead of money, God gave him. Mobility, And sometimes God will say no to the thing that we ask for because he's wanting to give us something else so that we can do something that we've never done before. So we can step out in faith like we never have before. So we can walk where we never have before. He's got something better if we are willing to receive it. And that man had to take Peter's hand. He had to try to stand up. Can you imagine the first time... All right, let's do this. His legs have never moved. And then they start moving this time. <laughs> he had to try to stand up. He had to accept what God was trying to do. And we can get so upset because he's not doing the thing we asked for. I asked for alms. I didn't ask for this man to make a fool out of me and try to get me to walk. I asked for alms. That's what I need. I don't need to put on a show. I don't need the attention. I just want some money so I can do the thing that I need to do on the way home. I don't, this isn't what I asked for. We get upset because he's not doing the thing we asked him for, but we miss the thing he's trying to do in our lives. Some of us are so stubborn we would have sat there and said, no, I can't walk. I asked for alms. Give me money. Or leave me alone. That's not what I asked for. I know we're all saying we wouldn't. I think some of us would. Oh boy. <laughs> Trisha, please save me. Verse nine and ten says that all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened to him uh, you know how there's certain people that are known throughout the town like you may not know their names but you know who they are i don't remember his name but there's the guy that collects bottles here with the wagon what is it david everybody knows so you're all nodding your head you've seen him talks to me every time I see him, but I just <laughs> I never asked what his name was, and it's too late now. <laughs> but He's like a, a local legend. You recognize him when you, you see him. In St. John, and we had a few of these people. There was a lady who pushed dolls in a stroller. There's a whole horrible backstory there, but everyone, you'd, recognize, you'd, you'd see her. Um, there was a woman who used to come to McDonald's all the time. We called her the debit card lady. She would always order a McChicken with peanut butter and green grass. Oh. And not toasted, the bun. And then she would try to pay with debit cards that she found on the ground and she would just guess PIN numbers or PINs. Oh, it should work. Just hold the line up forever and you'd be like. What <laughs> happen once, twice a week. Once in a while she'd use her own and get it right. But everyone, you knew her when she came in. Everyone, oh, there she is! Here we go. Don't make that order yet. Wait till it goes through. And everyone knew her; and she was recognized. And this guy, I don't say he. This is wild in the head as some of these others, like the debit card lady. But he was—he was like that. He was recognized. He was a, a local legend. You went through that gate, you knew. I actually named him David here. (laughs) You knew Joseph. (laughs) You knew him. You went through the gate. You knew that guy. You, You saw him every day. These guys went to the temple three times a day. They saw this guy. They knew this guy. He'd been there for years. And so when this man was healed, everyone noticed. If God had healed him when he was a baby... Like his parents probably prayed for. Maybe a couple people would have known or noticed. Probably would have forgot about it. You don't remember people's babies that were healed so much as you do a 40-year-old man. You, You remember yours. Oh, my kid had this, and this happened. God healed him. But... When he healed him as a 40-plus-year-old man, everyone noticed. So much so that they got upset with Peter and John, and they, they arrested them. That's when the persecution started. Everyone noticed. And we've got to trust God's timing. And sometimes we want things to happen right away, but he's waiting for such a time as this. And this shook the whole community. Everyone comes And Peter preaches to all these people. He tells them about Jesus, shares the gospel. This man gets to go into the temple for the first time in his life. It's just this incredible moment, and it all happens because God gave a man something that he didn't ask for. He wanted, um, sorry, we wanted once upon a time to go to a certain country, we ended up going somewhere else, and it wasn't what we asked for. Uh, In the two months we were there, we saw over 30 receive the Holy Ghost, baptized over 30 as well and every week we were there someone received the Holy Ghost it was incredible and it wasn't what we asked for we wanted to go somewhere else It wasn't what we wanted but it was greater and so this morning this morning is not past, past this evening we're gonna have some time in prayer uh, again the altar and some of us have been praying for very specific things. And we think and we feel that God has to answer just the way that we pray And give us exactly what it is that we've been praying. And I wonder if tonight we can just give that up. It's not an easy thing to do. But surrender to Him completely. You've already prayed for that thing. Lord, pray for whatever to happen. Well, let's surrender and see what God actually wants to do, what He's actually going to do. Not my will, not my plan, not even what I'm asking for tonight, Jesus. Whatever it is that You want to do, exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think. I've asked, I've thought, and now you do exceedingly, you do abundantly above that. I asked for alms, but if you got something else, I'll take it. That's not what I asked for, but it's so much greater. I'm going to take this. Prayer. We can take some time this, this evening and pray and try that. We ask God for the things over and over. I wonder if we could just tonight say God whatever it is you want to do I'm surrendering this to you I'm surrendering this need to you my life to you completely. Whatever it is you want to do then you do it however it is that you're going to do it that man didn't think he was going to be healed that day he was hoping for a little bit of money that's what he was asking for God did more than that let's do that tonight Find a place. Let's pray. Wanna come to our front? We can pray together. Let's just pray. Surrender to Him tonight, Jesus. Name.